All right, gentlemen. Are we ready? Ready. Commence. Ready. Wow. Hello, Internet, and welcome to another episode of Geek Fanthology. I am the decidedly mortal flesh fist Neil Cordray, and I am joined this week by the. Well, now I don't have. Now I don't have one. I'm still the one true Ben. Yep. The Iron Ben. Nothing clever to say, Mike. <laughs> Wookie. And just yeah, Wookie. Um. Who needs? Who needs no spe- nothing special because he is Wookie. We're uh, we're a little bit late on the on the uptake on this one, but we are going to be talking about Iron Fist today. Marvel's Iron Fist. Yes, it's been out for like a month and a half, but um, have you seen the releases for March and April? Yeah, all the things. All the things. Yeah, we're, we're not going to get back to regularly scheduled just talking about whatever the fuck we ta- feel like talking about for like another month at this rate. Sometime in 2018. <laughs> we still have Logan to go over. By then... Um, the summer movies will start. By then, the summer movies will begin. <laughs> oh, darn. <laughs> I really do want us to be more than just a media review podcast, but that's what we're doing at the moment. So, um, standard rules apply um, in this particular case. Last, uh, last time with Ghost in the Shell, we, you can't discuss Ghost in the Shell without just having spoilers. This time, we can do some talking without spoilers, so we'll do that. Then there will be some music. Uh, thank you, Kevin McLeod and Ed CompTech, uh, because I know exactly what piece of music we're using for interstitial today. Um, and then we'll come back with spoilers. Uh, so, Iron Fist, gentlemen. There was a fist. It was, it was iron. iron. It was occasionally iron. <laughs> Might have even been immortal. It was occasionally yeah. glowing. Well, and, and here's the thing is... <clears throat> Oh yeah, I'm drinking a drink called Kung Fu tonight. Right. And once I'm out of that, um, because it's not all that great, I'm gonna just switch to plum wine because you can't go wrong with plum wine. Because it's just plum good. Yeah. But I'm oh, I see what you did there. Haha. <laughs> hey, words are my medium. <sighs> I'm not even gonna finish this. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, th- I think He's we doing just... the opposite of growing on me. Neil has been beaten by kung fu. I think we, we just kind of set the whole tone tonight. Something seems good at first, but is ultimately disappointing. Yeah, I wouldn't say disappointing. I no, still was thoroughly enjoyed the show. I enjoyed the yeah. show, but I, I would say disappointing in general. Like it could have been way better, in my opinion. Well, okay. Well, I agree with Michael. I enjoyed it, but there were missed opportunities. Yeah. Neil th- Neil enjoyed it, but he thinks there are missed opportunities in case you didn't hear that. Sorry, I'm talking from my kitchen. I'm making another drink. <clears throat> it's um, driven him to drink. Yeah, because his kung fu was not strong. <laughs> no, it was plenty strong, it's just not good. <laughs> yeah, um, he was not a master of kung fu. <laughs> I, I don't know why I ever tried in re- recipes that involve banana flavored anything. No. Well, okay. So one thing that came, you know, came about with this whole Iron Fist thing was, first of all, people bitched about whitewashing. I was gonna talk about that. Well, and and, and to go back to the history, Iron Fist, Danny Rand has always been a white guy. Now, 
Iron Fist is also a creation of the 70s. Uh, was it 60s or 70s? Um, I think it was early 70s. Yeah, early 70s. Came out about the same time that Marvel was exploiting the their their black audience with Luke Cage. It was it was a product of the Asian exploitation era. Yeah. yeah. Just like Luke Cage was a product of the black exploitation era. Right. Exactly. This isn't even so the cap for this. When you when you also drinking the rest of this Jägermeister. <laughs> when you when you look at this one, you know, yeah, Danny Rand was always a white guy. Marvel, you know, Iron Fist is always going to suffer a little bit from white savior complex. Yes, whitewashing. Yeah, um, it is definitely a white savior complex. That's exactly the correct. Uh, every piece. other country does the same thing with their movies. Exactly. Um, you know, not we're, we're necessarily just, right, but it is common. Yeah, it is common. But yeah, it is. You know, we're the savior of the world complex. Um, mm, so you can't really whitewash. Iron Fist. It's more like adding another layer of white paint on top of something that is already white. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it, all you do is bring, you bring your Asian friends in to help you out. It um, is funny, however, that however that like if you look at the aggregate, the aggregators like Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic, all of the professional reviewers, yeah, mm-hmm. all of their you know top critics, the ones that like work for Slate or for USA Today or what have you, mm-hmm. pretty much the universal complaint is, why didn't they cast an Asian man? Because that is the hip thing to complain about right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I don't, and I don't argue <clears throat> that it's not a problem, but it's not a problem in this show. <laughs> right. Well, here's the other thing. Is that, that you almost fall back into a another stereotype Mm-hmm. It's a show about martial arts. Why aren't there any slant-eyed, yellow, yellow-skinned people in it? Yeah, you know, um, you know, you almost go in the other direction with the hey, we want you to be because it's a show about martial arts. We can't have a white guy in martial arts. Mm-hmm. Um, there, and these are things that could have been fixed. Funny thing was, no one complained about complained for even a minute when the RZA made the man with the golden fists. Or, I'm sorry, the Man with the Iron, iron, fist. iron Fists. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Which was a combination of Kung Flu exploitation and Black exploitation. Yeah, so I, mean, I think black, it was just because was it was black, the so RZA was who was making it. Yeah. yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. Well, but more importantly, I think Iron Fist could have addressed these things. Uh, the White Saber Complex, you know, maybe he's not the only Iron Fist. Well, he has to be the only Iron Fist. I mean, there's only one at one time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, you know, after all these years, finally a white guy gets it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And also, um, props to, uh, and despite the fact that we're talking about the white, props actually to the the casting department, yes, there are a lot of white Anglo-Saxon Protestants in this thing, but there are a lot of people of color, too. It's actually a very inclusive casting. Well, I mean, yeah. it takes place in New York. Yeah. So yeah. you kind of, by default, have to be so yeah. cosmopolitan, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think... But, you know, you've got... You've got I, like that, I like that term. It's not diverse, it's cosmopolitan. It is just, yeah. you know, it's huge mix. It is urbane. Yeah, well, and, and another thing, too, is about New York. Like, I, I think sometimes people are looking for problems. Like, you, you don't go into an ethnic neighborhood and be like, wow, how come everything is so, you know... Hispanic. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't. So Italian, you don't, so whatever. So you don't fill go in the to, blank. Yeah, you don't go to like in 
in Miami, you don't go to Little Havana and ask why everyone speaks Spanish and is, uh, and, right. you know, yeah. and has really strong coffee. Yeah. I um, mean, why are your people so Cuban? It, it, it is. I mean, you know, it, at the end of the day, you know, um, people can be, you know, perfectly tolerant and, you know, have... Uh, what do you think of that plumb line there? I have new favorite drink. <laughs> As, after mead. Yeah. I mean, people can have all these relationships with people of various races, backgrounds, et cetera, et cetera, but... Um, Human nature is still to identify with people that are similar of you, and yep. so race yeah. is going to play into that because you have shared backgrounds and nationality and experience and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. there's nothing inherently wrong with that. Yeah. Sometimes people get a little too sensitive about that stuff, I think. I do want to say wrong with Lord of the Rings. I couldn't identify with an elf or a dwarf. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's because you're a hobbit. <laughs> Hashtag fellowship so white. <laughs> you're the tallest hobbit I've ever seen, Wookie. <laughs> That's actually explained in Tolkien. <clears throat> <laughs> I uh, do. I do want to celebrate. By the way, I'm not the only person drinking tonight. I actually got Wookie and Ben to drink some wine with me too. Yep, plum wine because I do try to actually make whatever I am drinking thematic to the yeah. episode. And they talk about drinking plum wine in that in yeah. the show. Because we all pretty much agree that the, the, the whole you know whitewashing thing is a was not a thing. It's not really a thing, so yeah. we shouldn't dedicate too much time to that. Yeah, I, th yeah. I think I think we really we can said move enough. on. Yeah, I think, I think um, but. Uh, see, I think one of the things that, that it suffered from is it really couldn't find its own identity. I agree. Yeah, it didn't know what it wanted to do. Couldn't focus because its team. you know it. I mean, to to. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yes. Um, you're early on. He's this almost zen. You know. By the way, I liked that. I thought yeah. it was one of the most. That was one of the unique things about it, where he's just like. <clears throat> chill as fuck and he's like just like hey what's up guys like peace and love and stuff and everyone's like throwing him out of buildings and like spitting on him and like treating him like crap all the time I'm like man I actually feel for this guy yeah. yeah and then he did away with all that goodwill in like an episode or two by yeah. being an idiot yeah exactly and then I'm going ah, you know I like to bring that guy back <laughs> every iteration I've ever seen of Iron Fist has always been the zen cool collected Always had some Confucius saying yeah. at the drop of a hat. I think he's going to be better in Defenders because mm -hmm. he's resolved a lot of his... Right. Because the thing Baggage. he was dealing with was he had anger issues. Um, I don't feel like that's much of a spoiler. Yeah. He, he was definitely suffering from PTSD as seen in the first goddamn episode. Right. Um, yeah, when the world would go golden and the little flashy lines would come through. Yeah. <laughs> I, if anyone is anger. mad at me for spoiling that... Yeah. You should have at least watched the first episode, I figure, by now. Yeah. Well, no, I think that's, that's thematic. Um, <clears throat> you know, he has this thing going on where when he's about to PTSD out, we see the this gold thing of lines in front of him. And he starts to flash back to trauma. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm no expert in the Iron Fist character from the comics, but I would assume that that has always been a theme of the whole... He has this powerful force inside him that he has to make sure it does not consume him. Yeah. Well, he that's has never. That's never been an issue really. for him. Really? No, he just see that. Okay. That, that's well, the thing. He's actually pretty much always been. Yeah. When, sure. when, initially, <laughs> when he first showed up, he was like, "Sup? I'm the Immortal Iron Fist." Yeah. Yeah. And, so, uh, product of its because, time, right? <laughs> yeah. Because in the comics, he had to work his way up to actually defeating the dragon in order to get the power of the Iron Fist. So by then, he was already a master at the at his ability. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, that, I feel like that is, uh, that's a problematic for the character when all the interesting things in character development happens, like, off-page before he ever shows up. Yeah, which, well, that's which really he, dumb. I actually you know, think actually, was a good thing about this show. He was, see, he was always, Daniel Rand, first of all, showed up as a counterpoint to the Iron, uh, to Power Man, to Luke Cage. Um, 
he was that was where Heroes for Hire came in. So where Luke originally was very, you know, Sweet Christmas. Yeah, mm. um, <laughs> um, which they pulled off so well. Um, but I, I like how uh, what's her name? Uh, Claire. Yeah. Yeah. Starts Sweet saying Christmas. it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he was always the Zen chill to Luke's. You know, angry black man. Yes. Who <laughs> um, had a chain belt. We, we are not trying to be racist here. That was really kind of how he was like. Well, he was, was, written, as, was, he was written as stereotypical angry black man. Yeah, he, <laughs> he really was. And the roles are basically kind of reversed now. Yeah, because yeah. Luke is Luke is yeah, Luke's, kind of the, Luke's really been the Zen master. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I like that's I like, an interesting observation. I didn't realize that. Yeah, he, that he so is. But then again, I don't think we're getting get worried at anything spoilerific. Yeah, yeah. I'm but, trying to keep us from getting spoilery. But yeah, yeah I mean, we we get the basic, you know, the the basic setup is, hey, you know, I've been declared dead for 15 years, but I'm back, you know, and and the basic struggles there. I'm Batman. I mean Iron Fist. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> Batman. I mean Iron Fist. I mean Arrow. I'm sorry. I, no, I'm Batman. I mean Green Arrow. I mean Daredevil. I mean. Um, <laughs> Well, Daredevil, well Daredevil wasn't a billionaire, but... Uh, no, but they're all so very... <clears throat> the orphan whose parents got killed by organized crime is, like, the single most fucking common well, origin story. That, that much I'll give you, but Daredevil didn't just, like, drop off the face of the earth and come back years later. He was, like, a fixture of his community There is a great picture on the internet that has this gargoyle on the corner of a tall building... And it says, please wait your turn. And it's all the different brooding heroes. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Batman, yeah. Spider-Man, Daredevil, Spawn, yeah. all yeah. waiting to take their turn. Yeah. On that please, please keep brooding to 15 minutes right. or less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course, started. there's another one, you know, uh, got his powers as a result of a sci- uh, scientific accident, got his powers as, you know, it's yeah. like... There, there are only Daredevil. about five origin stories for all superheroes. And then, yeah. there, and then there's the Punisher who got his powers as a result of being a Marine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, true, but I read an article about Defenders that says that um, Luke is actually going to be very influential for Danny. Yeah. To help get him to the Danny that we're, he's supposed to be. I like that. And, and yeah, I don't... Yeah. And the thing is, with, with everyone that they're, that they're running, they are not running big names with the exception of Daredevil. And even then, Daredevil hasn't been influential since the 90s. By the way, I, uh, I do like the that dynamic of uh, <clears throat> Luke kind of get, helping Danny get his head right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's... Because uh, that's something I was concerned about when I thought about it for the episode. I was like, you know, one of my main concerns with Iron Fist is um, how the heck are they going to do the bromance with him and Luke Cage? Because everything seems so different. But you're right. They just kind of flip the script. It can still work in mm-hmm. the same way. It's just that the character rules are reversed. Yeah. Kind of like in Civil War where usually you would think Cap would be the one upholding the government act or whatever. And, and Tony Stark would be the renegade. It's the exact opposite. Yeah. yeah. And that worked just fine. Yeah. yeah. It worked so, you know. just given, given the... Given the dynamic of it, right. um, but with yeah, with this one, I mean, we're this one is really designed more as I think a journey of self discovery. A little bit, yeah, yeah. Um, so which, it's a guy trying to get his life back while trying to fight this new yeah job that he has. Essentially, well, also trying to determine what his life <clears throat> is supposed to be, yeah, um, and who he is. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that we that is where I think it falls down. 
Uh, I'll save that for spoiler territory, but yeah. I think in the end, th- where it really falls falls apart is that it does not decide who Nanny really is. Oh, one other thing I should bring up that's on that in that wheelhouse before I forget, because um, we're talking about how Danny would learn from Luke. Um, I feel it didn't take Luke very long to step up and like protect his neighborhood and stuff. Whereas Danny, what did he do? He bailed, and that's why we are where we are. You know, yeah, the whole Cunlan thing. It's it it is flirting with with spoiler. It's territory. flirting with it, but yeah. I mean, well, it, it, I think it, 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 with Iron Fist, the way the character is is he's not great by himself. Iron yeah. Fist for Defenders is like the Hulk was for Avengers. Yeah, he can't really hold his own movie. Can't hold his own series. Really, I liked the Edward Norton I Incredible Hulk. Thank you very much. I did. I did too. But but there, we're not ever going to get another purely Hulk movie because he's too hard to write a good movie for. It's true. Yeah. It's yeah. True. He's going to be most a Thor though. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But when most of your dialogue is it's and really Hulk hard. Smash. Yeah, Hulk smash. Yeah. Puny God. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Iron Fist definitely works much better as a supporting character. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like, I'm hoping there's no second season of Iron Fist or Luke. I just wanted it to go straight to Heroes for Hire. Well, after the reception that Iron Fist got, I don't think you're going to have to worry about a second season. <laughs> no. But with um, Luke Cage, I would really... I mean, if they could do the second season the same way they did the first season, or with the same level of quality... Well, they probably will actually get a second season for everything. Because yeah. um, Jessica's any, Mar- right in any yeah. Marvel property is a license to print money right, right. now. Yeah, this is true. Um, it's, yeah, it doesn't even matter. It's just like, yeah, we, I've got... Let's make... I mean, uh, there's been rumors of... The, the rumor mill is saying they're going to do something on Moon Knight. Yeah. yeah. Which actually I'm super thrilled about. Punisher's got his own series. Yeah, yeah. which is coming out after one. Defenders. Defenders, by the way, August, um, August 18. Yeah. That'll I mean, be, yeah. Like, and, we are never going to be done talking about these... Yeah, about, yeah. We, I might as well just call us, evil plan. I might as well just rename this podcast. We talk about Marvel properties. The podcast, <laughs> <laughs> the Marvel file. You know, occasionally easy. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, Marvel managed to make Guardians of the freaking Galaxy. Oh, I love Guardians so much. You know, an obscure, very obscure title. No one, almost yeah. no one knew what it was. Yeah, it turns Chris Pratt into a freaking superstar. Yeah, well, no, yeah. he was already he was already a superstar from Parks and Rec, but he was always he was well, a superstar is a strong word. He was a comic, he was an up and comer. He, he was a, a comedic star. he was a comedic rising star. Yeah, which also I love the complete flip flipping of the script there, where he goes from this kind of like schlubby, overweight guy to like cut. Uh, like dashing rogue type, all of a sudden. <laughs> Talk about a transformation for yeah. Damage. No, the funny thing was, um, I read a read a, had to work a, his ass off for that. Read a thing about yeah, he they Literally. they weren't going to um, they uh, Marvel actually did not require was actually not going to require that he get in shape to play Star Lord. They were just gonna they were just gonna edit it. Yeah, and he's like, no, I want it in my contract yeah. that I have to be in shape. All right, and they were like. Seriously, Chris? He's like, yes. Yeah. And so he's like, okay, you have to get down to something. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's like, okay. And then he went and worked out for six months. I think that is where Marvel, in all of its iterations, has hit the right note. Is not just getting the right... Uh, someone who looks the part, but someone who is the part. 
the right actor, the yeah. right person yeah. behind someone the and, and someone who actually cares about yeah, about their, committed to it. Yeah, yeah, which is actually wa- uh, interesting because uh, because uh, blueberry cu- uh, cucumber patch uh, <laughs> apparently didn't know anything about Doctor Strange. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he didn't. Uh, boy, did he learn? <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. And at one point, he went and bought uh, some Doctor Strange comics. Well, dressed as go- as Doctor Strange. And How surreal would it be to be that cashier? Yeah. I want to see he things like this. Yeah. The of, of shooting. Yeah. At some like super trendy New York comic shop, like, yeah. <laughs> and in walks. At least the most dead convincing Doctor Strange cosplay you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, with a British accent. Oh, wait, and it happens to be Benedict Cumberbatch. I just imagine the guy being like, you look yeah. a lot like Benedict Cumberbatch, and he's like, I get that a lot. <laughs> I get that a lot. <laughs> but yeah, but wasn't it, was it him or the guy who, it was uh, uh, Bernthal who went in to buy Punisher comics, and the guy oh, says, yeah. no, you need to get this one, this one, this one, this yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot a, lot these, a lot of these actors, if they don't know the character... They do the research. Yeah, yeah, Brie Just Larson. Just like any other role, I mean. Yeah. Brie Larson, as soon as she got cast for Captain Marvel, she went and bought a bunch of comics. And oh, started. yeah, I forgot. They're doing that. Yeah, yeah, and, you know... Really fun. And, and I think that's the thing, is, is that they've got actors... Who are going? I need to learn the character as opposed to I want to bring my own fresh take to the character. Bull! Yeah. No, you've got you've got fan service to do here. Yeah, that, and, that's and, and that's feel... my main gripe with with the uh, DC universe is they're trying to do their own unique take, mm-hmm. and they're not staying true enough to the original. Which uh, is why Affleck's Batman actually managed to pull it off. Yeah, because actually, Affleck... <laughs> Affleck's Batman was was. So much Dark better. Returns. Yeah, he was Dark Knight Returns Batman, <laughs> which I think Dark Knight Returns is a little overrated as a comic book. But at least he was true to something. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's yeah, yeah. and I've got I've got a Dark Knight Returns for the era that it came out in. You know, was the saving grace. That's true. Groundbreaking stuff. But it's time. it's yeah. not. But it, we're not iron. It doesn't hold up over time though. Is my just like especially as you try to get yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about Alan Moore properties, talk about Watchmen. That's a good episode, by, uh, by the way. Alan yeah. Moore stuff. Yeah, that could that could be something. So anyway, um, Iron Fist. Yeah. Uh, so and this is can, where I, can I, Iron Fist there's a few things I'd like to say, mm-hmm. and I keep getting cut off. So Go I'm going it. to now cut you off, Ben. I'm sorry. I've tried to say something. Cut his mind. Ten minutes now. Um, <laughs> the problem that I think that it had um, was in uh, production and show running more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, the writing was good. Like each individual scene was, was something that was worth seeing and was good in my opinion. But the way they were cut together, the way they and the way the way they, the way they were strung together as a continuous story mm-hmm. was problematic. They it, it they didn't it didn't run right. Yeah, the directing the acting was good. The right the actual individual like what people said was fine. Um, but why are you cutting open your finger? I'm not. It's cleaning out of nail. Okay. It looked yeah, like you were cutting open your nail. finger. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> no, so ben just randomly pulls open a pocket knife, knife and starts messing with his index finger. finger. Like, what in the fuck? Uh, <laughs> but... The mushroom just wasn't enough. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's it had a problem with pacing. Um, and that was a problem in production. The, the people, the, the planning heads behind the show 
didn't couldn't work out what they wanted it to be. Yeah. Yeah. Because it started with the first episode I felt was really strong. Um it set a lot of it, it set a lot of mood. Yep. There was a couple good action. There was a there was a couple good you know just momentary action scenes. Set the th- th- feel, and then second episode, and they slam on the brakes. Yeah, yeah. And the other part of it, you know, along those lines, was you know he comes in. I'm Danny Rand. I'm the Iron Fist. And he quit, and it was never, you know, he never did decide on which of those identities he was he was after. And then, yeah, the production just completely fell apart. Yeah, well, and that, and the fact that for the uninitiated, uh, which is many, because talk about a C-list character. Um, it's like talking about making a series on Moon Knight. Well, I, who the fuck knows Moon Knight? They they act like Iron Fist is supposed to mean something to people, unless that was, they were specifically going for mysterious forebodingness, but. Honestly, I just think it's confusing and boring at that point to people that don't know. So yeah, eh. they the, the times when they actually decided to dedicate large portions of an episode to fighting was really good because they a lot of it's interesting. A lot of people complain about the fight choreography, um, and they say how abrupt it is. But uh, my argument is um, that's how the martial arts. You is. have a kung fu master <laughs> yeah. fighting. Yeah. Some guys who maybe know a little bit of like CQC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yes, he is going. He is going to take them apart when he is a master of like twelve different forms. I do think that the, the camera work was a bit too too many cuts. Yes, it was a little that, like yeah. cut 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 yeah. cut. Unfortunately, well, with way too much arts, rapid that, cutting, that is almost yeah. required without actually having martial arts masters doing the fighting. Well, look at Daredevil. They had a lot of long shots in both seasons. Different, that were that's really different long. type of fighting, though. It's easy yeah. To also, I will point out the other thing that made that a lot easier than Iron Fist did, and future Iron Fist, I think, will be able to have longer form, less cut uh, fights. You can do a lot more long form fighting because Daredevil wears a mask. Well, that's true. You only see the bottom half of his face. That can be anyone right. doing the action scenes, and I and as much as the guy, what's his name, Chris Cox. Yeah, I don't think that was him in most of it. Charlie. In in uh, in, yes, in the Charlie hallway Cox, fight scene mm-hmm. in the second episode, of first uh, first season of Daredevil, it really was two different guys because um, his stunt double goes in. When he goes into the room and then mm-hmm. comes back out, it's Charlie Cox going in or Chris Cox going in. It's Charlie. Yeah, it's Charlie. Charlie. Whatever his name. <laughs> Someone Cox. Yeah. Charlie. Uh, and then his stunt double coming out. Crashing through a door. Crashing through a door. <laughs> and then going back into the room and or you know, and then Charlie Cox ending up in the hallway yeah. at the end. You Which could is do shit best like yeah. scene ever. It was such a good fight scene. Yeah. <laughs> and... Or you know when you're when like or like with Luke Cage, you could also do a lot of more long form fights because Luke Cage doesn't have a fighting style other than <laughs> I am I am invincible Stand and super and strong. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and slap people. I yes. mean, it's like sorry about the headache and just slaps the guy yeah. unconscious. Luke Cage's fighting style is get shot at a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And so. You have a special effects team that has to set up a lot of squib explosions without and that, blood, yeah. and that had to. I mean, that, that's gotta hurt a little bit having an explosion going off next it's, to your skin. It's not too bad, but yeah, I, 
I actually they have it down to an art form now. Yeah, it's it's shaped charges for one, mm-hmm. um, and for another, it's like the explosive force of like five or six of those little party, party snappers. Hoppers. Yeah, <laughs> the ones that you can snap in your fingers. Right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, in the the fight choreography. I mean, I've seen good fight choreography, um, you know, and, and going back to Mortal Kombat, um, you know, you see good fight choreography because they show it from the side, and it's very well done, but that's two martial artists, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but oh, yeah. That was why, uh, that was why you could do a lot with John Wick, because Keanu Reeves is a machine who right. just learns whatever the fuck it is he's going to be doing that day. So I know gun I, fu. Yeah, it's like so. So I kind of learned gun fu. Gun fu. Okay. By the way, how awesome would it be if Keanu Reeves played the Christian Bale role in Equilibrium? That could be cool. They're remaking Equilibrium. No, I just I just putting that out there because oh. you said John Wick. That reminded me. I said gun fu, and it reminded me of. You don't really need to remake yeah. Equilibrium. They already made it once. I, I, I and it's yeah. fine as it is. Oh, yeah, I, I am. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, as it is. but Besides, there are too many damn remakes. Science, John Wick. Oh, I know. <laughs> we can get some angry letters on that. Uh, controversial opinion. They, there should be more original material at the very least. Right. I don't think that's a controversial opinion. So, I mean, get back to Iron Fist because we've, mm-hmm. you know. When it um, comes to, uh, I can't remember his name, the guy who actually played. Lift your foot, please, Wiggy. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's Sarah Loris. Yeah. <laughs> he's uh, not necessarily started his career, but his rise to fame started with Game of Thrones. And as far as I know, he did most of his own stunts in that, and they were continuing that in Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the shots required showing his face, and so he can only do so much. I'm yeah. sure he'll improve if they do another season. Or yeah. yeah. Defenders, he'll yeah. improve. Mm-hmm. Well, also then, he'll probably have uh, he'll probably have the, the Robin Hood mask on. Right, you know the the whole hood with the with the yeah. with the, yeah, the long ass tails that that defy physics. Right, uh, of course. Yeah. The thing Daredevil wore in the beginning of his show. Yeah, like, bright yellow with eyes. Yeah, <laughs> bright yellow. Um, but, um, but yeah, we I, see some we see some returning characters. Yeah, um, uh, we see Claire and some Temple. shout outs like Colleen Wing. Mm-hmm. There's a shout out from the previous uh, from the end of uh, the end of Luke, oh, yeah. Cage. Luke Cage. Yeah, there's a martial arts instruction on the bulletin board. It says Colleen yeah. Wing, and uh, Claire grabs it, and mm-hmm. then there's a payoff for that in Iron Fist. I missed that, but mm-hmm. oh yeah, it's a subtle little thing. There's a know. lot of subtle things that I missed. I really feel like I ought to watch, rewatch Luke Cage. You can just go on YouTube and be like, hey, all the Easter eggs. Yeah, um, <laughs> we've been talking for about half an hour. I'd like to switch to spoiler territory now. We're getting right. there anyway, so yeah. I was gonna say, but we're, the other recurring character we see is. Uh, Jay Money or Hogarth. Uh, Jerry, Ho- Jerry Hogarth. Jerry Hogarth. Yeah, which leads to one of the one of the weirdest lines coming from Danny Rand, yeah. which we'll cover in spoiler territory. But we see Hogarth. We see Claire Temple. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a lot of Madame mentions. Madam Gow. Madam Gow. Where did I get woo? I don't know. <laughs> um, you sure you didn't have Gow. too much plum wine? I'm yeah. As sure. <laughs> I say, and uh, I, I think those, you know. I think mm-hmm. those are those are good payoffs for the previous yep. series. All right, so um, music and spoilers. <laughs> All right, 
And we are back. Uh, from here on out, we will be talking spoilers, and more spoilers, and maybe a couple spoilers. Um, Don't forget the spoiler. Yeah. No, we're not going to talk about those. Oh, okay. <laughs> but the spoilers, yeah. Okay, different from spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers, <laughs> not spoilers. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like the very the various names of Zathras. Yeah, Zathras. Uh, yeah. We still different. need we still need to do an episode on on Babylon Five, which uh, means I need you to watch Babylon Five. Oh, most second most quotable show in history. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we could do an episode per season on Babylon Five, and you and we would not run out of uh, run out of material. But in any case, true. um. What was this line? I'm not sure which line you're talking about. I've got Hogarth, and we're coming after you. From Danny Rand. Yeah. <laughs> From, yeah. you know, in, in the first part of the episode, he's like, oh, hey, homeless guy, you know, I'm all zen and cool, and, yeah. you know, um, and then, you know, then suddenly I've got the, you know, I've got the highest, you know, I've got a high power lawyer, and we're going to come kick your ass. We're going, carry on, carry on, Moss and I are going to stick it to you. Yeah, which. I gotta say, Carrie. I love Moss, her character, by the way. Uh, yeah, I love Hogarth. She's such a cool character. And bit of a bitch, but yeah, but that's what that's makes what her I fun. like about her. Yeah, that's what makes her fun. Yeah, because she has perfected resting bitch face. It's also it's kind of a, it's kind of a different. She did that back with Trinity. Well, yeah, yeah, and made it attractive. <laughs> well, she always looked pissed off. It's kind of like a counterpoint to Claire, where Claire's Claire's connected to all this, and she's awesome in her own way, but she's a little more like affable and forgiving, whereas Hogarth is just kind of like, I don't have time for your shit, super person. Get to the point. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and, but in this one, we see Claire starting to... Claire is starting to... Has, She's has becoming reached, the night nurse. Yeah, mm -hmm. and yeah. she has reached the end... She is getting down to the bottom of her basket of fucks to give. Right. Yeah, she's really reaching deep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love when she's treating Danny. Yeah. She's like telling him... Uh, count of three, and then she doesn't even count, or she only yeah. counts to one. Yeah. Well, Danny one did that earlier. Dan, Danny did that earlier to to Colleen too. Yeah. Right. It's like yeah, some so, karma there. Yeah. My 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 sensei would always say, or my shifu would always say, uh, yeah, you have to count to three in Mandarin. Okay. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But when she when she staples the wound. Yeah. yeah. The actual yeah. stapler. Claire is, is a medical yeah. stapler. Well, no, it was a medical stapler. It was, yeah. It was a medical stapler. Yeah, because it was it was it was doing this bit as opposed to uh, yeah. stick. You know, because mm -hmm. a regular stapler, first of all, wouldn't hold flesh. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was definitely a medical stapler. But it's like, okay, we're gonna do these one at a time. So click. Ah. That's what he's talking, and they click, click. <laughs> ah. Uh, yeah. He said we were gonna do these one at a time. I say she just looks at him. Yeah. I like how she calls their bluff on stuff. Like whenever there's that scene where it's kinda like a date but not a date with Danny and uh, and Colleen. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, so this is so I can just stick around and eat and drink <laughs> and shit, right? Okay. And she does. And yeah. she drinks and eats and, and it takes it's super with her. Yeah, and it takes it with her, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, because she's between jobs. But uh Yeah. Also, like how she, how she's like, oh my god, another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At this point, she's not surprised. She's just annoyed. Yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah. I think that's what I think that's where we're seeing why we're seeing the you know the bottom of the basket of fucks. Yeah, <laughs> because think, yeah, you think she's learned her lesson by now that you can't tell these masked and unmasked heroes to anything because they'll just do what they want. Right. Yeah, wow. well, but she does remark, you know, late in the series. You know, your first first response is to punch things. Yeah. <laughs> you you know. guys need to work that out because everybody's first goddamn response is violence. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> By the way, this is kind of a weird analogy, but uh, she's kind of the shades of this show. Because she's the only one that knows what the fuck yeah. to do and what's going on, and no one will listen to her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. She is, to Iron Fist, what Shades was to Luke Cage. Well, what Shades should have been to... Um, um, well, I'm talking about the title Tatiana. of the show, not the character. Yeah, but see, she was in she was in Iron Fist, and she was the one who knew what the fuck was going on. Yeah. Shades was the voice of reason for the bad guys. Yep. You know, she's the voice of reason for the good guys that nobody listens I to. I want to say exactly. something here. I love the casting of Madame Gao, and I love the fact that she got to really do stuff in this one. Right. Yeah, I mean... She's oh. the, I think she's the most interesting villain. Yeah. I'm glad we finally know why she was able to uh, palm-punch Daredevil and send him across the room. That was freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah it's because she's magic. The right. current prevailing theory, um, fan theory on the internet, hasn't been confirmed, is that she is actually the Crane Mother, uh, <laughs> who is an actual, like... Iron Fist villain. Well, there's yeah. a there's a reference to that with the Sisters of the Crane well, Convent, the, the or Temple of the Crane, or Temple of the Crane, right? Yeah, the, the which is oddly enough actually Danny where Danny trained. Right. Yeah, yeah that's kind of a weird juxtaposition. It's because but. the Crane Mother was uh, was the monarch of one of the other twelve celestial cities. Right. Um, and then she turned evil, like you do. Yeah. She is lawful evil, I would say. Very lawful. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. It, She's also, like, the only honest character in this fucking show. Yeah. It's not even clear, I guess. <laughs> yeah, she kept saying, I have never lied to you. And, <laughs> the, and the, the, the fact of the matter is, she never lied to Danny. But right. she never gave him the whole truth. She, she never make... gave him the whole truth, but she never lied. She also she doesn't did. lie to herself. She knows who she is and she just don't give a fuck. Yeah, and I right. respect that. Well, the thing is, is that she <laughs> did renege on the on the on the uh, on the, the the contest. Come here. Well, that's true. Things. But that's kind of like I uh, here. This is that I wasn't like. a lie. That was cheating. Yeah. Right. Right. Key difference. I, I feel like that's like that scene from Scarface where he's like, "I always tell the truth, even when I lie." It's like yeah. she presents herself as a detestable, per- evil person, and she follows through on that. Well, so, in the grander scope is, of it, she is, you know, consistent. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't necessarily see her as evil. Just that she has her own really weird sense of morals. But the thing I love about Gao is that she is Gao with everything she does. Well, I'd say more amoral than immoral. Well, yeah. I mean, it's hard to not say evil when you're pushing heroin, but. But you, you know, synthetic heroin that that uh, causes much harder addiction. Right, but yeah, because heroin is just not en- addictive enough. Right, but none <laughs> of the harmful side effects. No, no, you get even worse withdrawal, but you, none of the tolerance. That yeah. was the main thing. You can keep taking the exact same dose of her heroin forever. forever. Yes, because the yeah. Well, it's I, I, I love the for them to live as long as possible so they can keep buying the product. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. See exactly. So there you go. You know. But everything down to the way she moves. Yeah. She's like Yoda. Yeah. yeah hobble, she... hobble, hobble, kick your ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Hobble, 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 you know. Yeah. Just, you know, whirlwind of lightsaber doom. Hobble, 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 you know. Yeah. And by the way, you mentioned the tournament thing, or what contest, challenge, whatever you want to call it. Uh, did it did that kind of remind anyone else of the NES Kung Fu game where you go through the levels and beat up the different, like... <laughs> I was kind of getting that I vibe. I didn't really think about it that way. I mean, I can kind of see it, but only kind of. It was kind of like artificially cheesy in a fun way. I really enjoyed I'll that I'll tell sequence. you what, the fight that I enjoyed the most was his fight with the Drunken Master. Yes. Oh, that was amazing. That yeah. was an amazing fight. Yeah, yeah it was like watching Jackie Tan all over again. Uh, the the guy was... they got to play the Drunken Master 
really did a oh, yeah. great job. And it, at one point, he was in the running to play Danny. Huh. Huh. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest with you, I was rooting for the drunken master. I really was, too, because <laughs> he was like... He's just so much more fun. Yeah, and he, he was having Interesting. fun with it. Exactly. You cage your dragon, I keep mine sedated. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, yes, this guy. I, all, the, all, all the love for this guy. Yep. Um, Speaking of... They kept teasing that fucking dragon, and then never showed it. Yeah, they never showed Shaolu or yeah, and, and never the fuck showed the is. fight or what was different or you know what Danny knew, what special thing Danny knew. Yeah, he said yeah. it wasn't what he expected when he went in there, and then now he when he's hearing what's what I uh, imagine it is, is his teacher talking to him. Yeah. Because a lot of people thought that it was the dragon talking to him, and that the dragon no, that was the thunderer. Dragon. I actually, um, if you, it's one of those things where my weird idiosyncrasies with television shows pays off immensely. I am not hard of hearing at all, but I always watch Netflix shows with closed captioning on. When the guy was talking, initially, it was identified in brackets as the thunderer. Okay. It was in fact his sensei, not the dragon. Right. Um, and I can confirm that that was how it was intended because that was how it was closed captioned. Okay. Right. But I still, don't know why I watch shows with closed captioning, <laughs> but yeah. He still said that uh, after he did the thing with the dragon that he said it's not what I thought. Yeah. It's not what we were told. But that's all he ever said on it. So, like, is there actually a dragon or is it more like the Cave of Dagobah where you're actually fighting yourself? Right. <laughs> And if that's the case... We saw eyes, apparently, as of the yeah, last yeah. episode, or last well, episode or something. There was something else, too. I mean, even given that it came from an unreliable narrator, um, when he met with Colleen Sensei, uh, when she, you know, when she Bokuto. was... Uh, yeah, thank you. Bokuto. And uh, when she was poisoned, and, you know, so you can, you can heal her. I can't. I don't know how. You were never taught this. It's like they they didn't, gave, they didn't teach you how to do this. Yeah, the fuck, man. You know, and, he, and he's he's got this this powerful, you know, supposedly powerful super, you know, power that he, he doesn't know how to use. He doesn't know how to use, yeah. and it's like, how does how does how do you become a martial artist and do that and not know that there are other uses for you know your for your. See, I had a theory on that that. The, the title of the Iron Fist has become more of an honorific than anything else in Kung Lung because mm -hmm. the hand have not been around forever. Mm -hmm. Because they've been in the in the real world where they can actually do shit. Mm -hmm. Why bother right. taking Kung Lung when they can do anything yeah, they want? I, I mean, else? I don't yeah. know why Kung yeah. Lung is so full of itself that it needs a protector from the hand. Yes, it's... it's a gate that can only open once every 15 yeah, years yeah. and you need a designated person to guard it. For those 15 intervening years, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, they even show that, him standing there, you know. He's standing there, and he was like, I realized the gate was actually open this time. Yeah. He doesn't say this time, but that the, the this time is heavily implied. Is like, so wait, you've been guarding a gate that no one can fucking open? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then when it finally opened, he's like, huh, bye. Okay. <laughs> Peace, bruh. I'm out. Yeah, and the, the thing is, is that you know they all abandoned us. Screw you guys, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, I'm going home. You know, but yeah, and they, they, there had to be this overwhelming conviction to do it. But then he's questioning himself. It's like, 
figure that shit out before you leave. Yeah. Yeah. And well, it's another part of where he can't, they can't find his identity. Is he coming back to be, you know, because he's always, I am the immortal Iron Fist, but I came back to become Danny Rand. Which is it? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, and, and that's the thing. by the end, he was I am Danny Rand, the immortal Iron Fist. Right. Right. He had come to a sense of sort of self synthesis. It's Batman Forever syndrome. Am I Batman or am I Bruce Wayne? And then by the end of the movie, he's like, I'm both because I choose to be both. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're really Batman Bruce Wayne's a mask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas Superman is the mask of Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. <laughs> As Kill Bill talks. Kill, no, Kill Bill got it entirely wrong. That's the thing. Kill Bill says that Clark Kent is how Superman views humanity, whereas, no, Clark Kent is how Superman thinks humanity should, should be. be. Yeah. 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 Yeah, key difference there. Anyway. It's not an insult. We should talk about Kill Bill at some point. <laughs> I have never seen the whole thing. It's worth it. It's, it's worth, it's worth a viewing. It is. Um, but, but, yeah... Um, but yeah, I mean, we go from the, like his 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 initial appearance, like I said, Zen, I'm cool. To you know, I have anger issues. Yeah, it's yeah, not they, just him either. A couple of the characters they start off like really great, like uh, uh, the elder Meacham Fred. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, when he first starts off, I'm like, this guy is gonna be a great villain. And then you find out that he's really just hiding because he's freaking terrified of the hand. Yeah. It kind of... <laughs> his character kind of fell apart for me. I loved yeah. it. I, I think the acting was great. I I, I actually actor. loved... I really loved Harold Meacham. Um, there, are par- there are bits of it that just he was pan out for me, though. I liked... Yes, he was scared, but he didn't let his fear control him so much as he was just struggling under its weight. And I did love how of a, uh, how much of a completely, utterly manipulative bastard. He oh was. yeah, Because yeah, yeah. when he first showed up and first showed showed so the sympathy to Danny, I was like, wait, what? He's being, oh, he's gonna, <laughs> yeah. He he's there is a plan here. Yep. Danny mm-hmm. is a tool. He's a pawn. Well, I mean, yeah. we already knew that. And, and, and Danny falls like into yeah. that shit. Because Danny is a naive, a naive little... puppy dog. Yeah. yeah. He wants his family back, and Harold... Hell, he was a virgin has. when the show started. And by the way, this is a random thing. Um, superhero loses virginity on the show. That's a that's a new one. <laughs> Colleen, Wing, Colleen Wing took his V-card. Hmm. Virginity a, is, is, real, is really practically nothing, but still. Yeah, well, it's it's just that, um, I don't know, it's weird that he was so trusting of any, you know, any white person, but he had been raised by these monks, you know, but he, we also... And get, distrust all outsiders. Yeah. To a certain extent. Exactly. You know, it was like, but also, it was almost like they raised him in an abusive environment. Well, yeah. That was kind of the point, I guess. I don't know. So, it's, it's vague. Yeah, were it me, I don't like on there. I would have had any. I would not have had any uh, any qualms about leaving Kunlun. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he told Colleen that uh, any mistake was met with beating. Mm-hmm. Well, any failure was met with beating. I am. I am one of those weird people to get the tiniest bit slightly political here. I'm one of those people that thinks that corporal punishment is not such a bad thing. Just, it has to be fair. Mm-hmm. 
Right, but what the monk they showed what the monks did, and that was not fair. Um, yeah, <laughs> well, it depends. If that was the, um, what is fair, is really dependent on a number of things. It could have been since that was the standard punishment for anything that that was fair. It was brutal, but it was fair. There's a big difference between cruel and fair. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't really have... Uh, don't want to digress there, but... <laughs> I, I, I don't, don't really care too much one way yeah, or the other. The beatings, I don't, I, I don't feel, was actually particularly horrible. Well, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that the, the beatings were... I don't know, it was... Almost ritualistic. Ritualistic, yeah. and they were for things that you wouldn't think warranted a beating. Like, you got your stance wrong, 20 beatings with a stick. Yeah, 20 last, you know. Yep. So it's just one of those things you... you but, and, I mean, you probably can't argue with the results, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the question, like I said, to, to, I'm sorry we took, I took it down this rabbit hole too, too far, but, like, if everyone gets 20 canings, if you get your stance wrong... Nobody gets their stance wrong. Well, yeah, that, and, it's, and, that, and while it is not good... It is fair. Right. That's all I'm saying. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, the last time I think I've seen anything like this was the movie Ninja Assassin. The way that they raised the ninjas and that. <laughs> Ninja Assassin, man. Just the, the, ti- so... the title alone. <laughs> that movie hilarious. was so amazingly bad. It was glorious. I love that movie. <laughs> but like the kid's trying to sneak past his sensei. It's like sensei is watching him, so it's not a matter of. Mm-hmm. Make it to where I can't see you. It's make it to where I can't hear you. But the floor is rigged, and if you squeak, your feet get whipped until they bleed, and then you have to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And of course, most of the scars that the character had on him weren't even from missions he'd been on. It was from punishment. It's from yeah. training, yeah. <laughs> By the way, Ninja Assassin. Um, if if you get a chance, it's it's it's, it's fun enough to Netflix. <laughs> Just keep in mind. It's called Ninja Assassin. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Do not have high yeah, expectations. It's not, not meant to be taken seriously. Yeah, this is definitely not. Great action numbers. movie. Great. Uh, I mean, the guy who played the, I can't remember his name, but the master ninja. It's like in almost every samurai and ninja movie that Japan ever put out. <laughs> Shokusugi. Anywho. But yeah, I mean. It's the fist. I wish there was more kind of balls to the wall martial arts action in this show. Yeah, I was hoping for some more from uh, Davos. Is that his name? Davos, yeah. Yeah, I was kind of hoping because in um, I believe in some of the comics he actually becomes a villain. Yes, he does. I'm sorry, I'm not sure. Wait, which one is Davos? His friend from Kunlun. Oh yeah, who has the big knockdown drag at fight at the end? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, in, the, in the, some of the comics and in the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, he became a villain. You know what's funny is, like... Not in some of the comics. He is, across the board, in okay. the comics, a villain. What's funny is, is Iron Fist, Danny Rand, or whatever, he wins the fight, but he loses the argument. He's still the little bitch that ran off. Like, he's <laughs> right. Davos is right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was why he decided to go back at the end to make things to make himself less the little bitch who ran off. Yeah, just a little too late. The end of that is the only reason that I actually hope for season two. Right. Yeah. I want to know what the fuck happened to come on. And now that we've got all this BS out of the way, you can actually just get down to brass tacks and kick some ass. Yeah. Yeah. No more 
boardroom meetings. Right. It's kind of like what was wrong with episode two of Star Wars. Yeah, I, I felt the same way. There's too a, much politics. Some, pre, some prequel stuff going yeah, on. There. And, yeah, and I'm sorry. That whole, they, they, you know, the whole thing of, well, we're the board of directors and we're going to, you know, we're going to uh, kick all three of you out, including the major stockholder in the company. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, how does yeah, that work? I, I don't know exactly how you do that. You can't. I mean, the only thing I could see uh, think of would be a forced buyout at market price. And they, did, and they, they didn't have that kind of money. Yeah, they, yeah, they couldn't handle minor lawsuits, much less, yeah. you know, much less buying out. Yeah, it got bogged down in the political stuff. We're going to censure you. How exactly? I own 51% of this company. I, yeah, I, I vote that you're not. <laughs> you know? It was like, oh, what? The nose have it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like corporate espionage without being interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, politics was, can be done. It Like, Harlem politics and Luke Cage was great. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that well was interesting. Done. Or if you want to reference Game of Thrones, I mean, my God. So much yeah. intrigue that done really well. Yeah. Well, even in... Even in uh, other things. <laughs> yeah, even in Daredevil, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The courtroom scenes, they were short and sweet and really good. Well, and mm-hmm. Kingpin managing his empire mm-hmm. and, the, yeah. The, yeah. you know, the the whole, like, frenemy thing going on with the various factions of Russians and out of Gao's yeah. know, crew I'm, I'm, and I'm everything. eating Jell-O and I am distracted. Yeah, well, <laughs> Jell-O, come on, you know. Lime Jell-O. It's always room for Jell-O. But, uh... I hear it's live. I like Jell-O, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um... You know, it was it was just one of those things of it was done right in Daredevil. It was done right. It was even done right in Jessica Jones. What little there was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Je- Jessica Jones was all about mind fuck anyway. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, and that the was reason one I could never long, finish it. Yeah, it was one long series of mind got, It has me wondering what they're going to do for season two because they're not going to top tenant. No, not not for manipulation. Not to take it a different direction. Yeah, or they could just bring Tennant back. I know he died, quote unquote, at the end of the mo- at the show, but yeah, I'm not sure he did. He didn't. <laughs> no, it's like pretty much absolutely confirmed he did not. Uh, based on what exactly? Um, at least from what I've read, because I haven't actually seen the whole thing. Um, other, like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> No, okay. like, well, I wonder how that works, though. Well, the like, theory that I heard was that the stuff that they gave him to amp his power also regenerates his tissue. That's mm-hmm. part of what makes him more powerful. Except they never established any of that during the show about regenerative powers. Mm-hmm. They don't flat out say, like, healing factor, but if you listen to his dad talking about how it works, it hints at the possibility of re- the ability to regenerate tissue. It wasn't meant to be as a way of healing yourself, but because of how much he took, yeah, it could be a way for them to say that... <laughs> I mean, it seems like... Next kind of snapping is only temporary. I guess mm-hmm. time will tell. Yeah. I kind of like the whole, you know, him being discarded like a little heap of garbage on a very anticlimactic... Like, I feel that's fitting because he got off on all the attention and, you yeah. know, melodrama of it all. And just being like, oh, all right, we're done. <laughs> like, anyway, Plus, then I, you can I come back later as, as actually purple. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But that kind of brings me to uh, something we talked about earlier about um, the whole, like, identity issues and stuff. And there, there's a lot of that in all of the various shows where it's like they're kind of coming to terms with their identity and stuff with Daredevil and him kind of, you know, <laughs> that balance between, you know, letting himself off the chain too much and everything. Yeah. And Luke Cage, who he wants to be, what he wants to do <coughs> when he was in obscurity initially. Right. Um, and obviously okay. Jessica Jones recovering from trauma. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I felt like... Uh, Danny Rand's identity issues 
were just yeah. not interesting. The main problem, they could not get me to yeah, really care. Like the, the main others. problem with Iron Fist, um, yeah. I don't think we ever actually really got around to saying it. Um, in the non-spoiler area, I didn't dislike Iron Fist. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, um, me too. The main problem with Iron Fist, more than anything else, is that we are comparing it to Daredevil. At least season one. I, I'm not, yeah. I'm very eh on season two, but Daredevil yeah. to to Jessica Jones and to Luke Cage. Yeah. yeah, and all three of those really did a very very good job with their respective hero. And then what we're seeing more than anything else, I feel if you if you were to have have observed Iron Fist in a vacuum, yeah, I feel you would have been able to say. This was enjoyable. This was good. I enjoy- the problem is it's when you're comparing something that is that that is, you know, like Marvel. B minus <laughs> to yeah. an A. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We, the B minus doesn't look all that great compared to something that gets an A. We yeah. we have the same issue with all the Marvel movies. There are some that are better than others and uh, they haven't so far done a legitimately bad one. Yeah. Say Iron Man Two probably comes the closest for me. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's still a fun movie to watch. I was glad to watch any yeah, of the Marvel and, movies. And they, at least the fuckery they did with the with the fake Mandarin in Iron Man Three. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, that was kind of lame. Although there I was, loved and hated that at the same time. There's yeah. rumors that there actually is a Mandarin. Well, yeah, they have been like hinting toward him since the beginning. Yeah. 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 But Ben Kingsley did what I would expect <laughs> of the fucking Mandarin, you know. Although at the same time, I think I think the would be a really fun payoff on that coming. would be to have Ben Kingsley Actually play the Mandarin. Mandarin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you have thought you had yeah yeah <laughs> seriously you guys bought that shit. <laughs> or, or the guy really was a fake, but the spirit of the Mandarin possesses him. Or you know. Um, he was a fake, but was a body, but was created as a body double for Ben Kingsley. Because I just want to see Ben Kingsley play. The yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's be honest here. Uh, a lot of people do. <laughs> never see me coming. God, I think a good way to put the the, the uh, thing I was talking about about the identity and all that is, um, I feel like in the other shows, even though they were uh, they were comic book shows. They were so grounded and felt like within, once you obviously have your whole suspension of disbelief going on, mm-hmm. it all seems within the universe, within the consistent logic it creates, it all seems very realistic. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Iron Fist, he just kind of plods along and he just seems very yeah. obviously, hey guys, I'm a comic book creation. The problem... It seems so yeah. artificial to me. It doesn't seem real somehow. Yeah. They, the, the pro- and, and that goes back to me saying the problem was with the direction and the, and yeah. the production. Yeah, and it just went too many different. Like you said, like you pointed out, it just couldn't figure out which direction it wanted to go. Yeah, I guess it doesn't. It had a it great help. first episode. It had a pretty good first episode. Actually, I, I would say it was a real. I was really excited after the first episode. Yeah, yeah. And then the second episode was you're in a mental hospital. Yeah, yeah I, drama. That was ill advised. Yeah. I mean, they in could have second, done that, in the second goddamn episode. They needed mm-hmm. to shorten that and have it later in the show. Or they just needed to have or him. Or just not have yeah. it at all. Well, you, right. or you know, really, what they should have had instead of having him, instead of having that that bullshit with the M and M's, just have him fucking break out because he's the goddamn Iron Fist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the whole drugs thing. They needed to. Have, yeah. I, well, I'm yeah. sorry. Even drugged Danny Rand was more, way more than a match. 
for any of those. But orders. you have to remember, this is Netflix, Danny Rand, who doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, he's not there yet. He is a kung fu master, but he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, again, inconsistencies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I think inconsistencies. Was, well, here, I, 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 to be to be fair, you could, he could be you could be a you could be a kung fu master in the sense of you could marshal the art itself, but not necessarily get the like higher philosophical aspects of it or yeah. get into the Iron Fist realm. He thought that he did. He was like a pop uh, philosophy guy when he's talking to Colleen Wing, like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm totally zen, but I'm not really. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, he was fooling himself. He was lying to himself the most. Yeah. There's the other thing that a lot of people on the internet complained about. It's like, he's so mansplaining. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> um, and, yeah, but the when point was... Sensei- yeah. You know. Yeah. The point was he he didn't know very much, and also yeah. Um, who else is going to explain the intricacies of the politics of the celestial city of Kunlun? Yeah, yeah. But the but you know the only <laughs> the good person. guy who's been there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Pers- yeah. This is how we did it back home. Well, you ain't back home. Okay. That's not mansplaining. That's this is how we did it back where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Right. If you want to be all, you know, PC about it, and you flip, you flip the script and be like, that's so insensitive of Kunlunians. Yeah. Don't discount their experience. Yeah. Check your material world privilege. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. I just made it up. I think you should call them Kunlunatics. <laughs> uh, they're, they're big fans of Nelly. So, it's something that's been teased, uh, like it started in the previous series and then in... Uh, Iron Fist is starting to build more. It looks like we're getting closer to actually seeing the Daughters of the Dragon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. It was, it was uh, Colleen, Colleen Wing and yeah. uh, Misty Knight. Misty Knight. And Claire sometimes. Claire, and yeah. Claire. Of course, the big shout-out was when she did the cage fighting, she called herself the Daughter of the Dragon. Yeah, yeah. which was in, which was intentional. Uh, yeah. Easter egg shout-out, whatever very, we were calling obvious. it. Which, which was another sort of heroes for hire group, right? Mm-hmm. It actually started off as Nightwing Restor- Nightwing Restorations, um, calling Wing and, and Misty Knight uh, as a detective agency. Um, and then when Claire, I think when Claire came on board, they they turned it into uh, Daughters of the Dragon. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Um, a lot of things I've been able to follow, so I've been able to pick up so far on the on defenders, is the hand. Despite the fact being set up as this massive enemy, is not actually going to be the primary antagonist of defenders. Nope. Nope. It's going to be <coughs> apparently Weaver. Well, yeah, Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> it's as Alan Ripley, the person who has been controlling the hand and several other factions, from the looks of things, which I think is cool. Um, hmm. That puts it, her as possibly Madame Mask or uh, yeah. Viper. Yeah. yeah. I think who... I'm who, thinking who, probably Madame Viper. Who it actually, I think, was... Madame Mask was Madame, was uh, Viper at one point. Yeah. Does anybody know how long after Luke Iron Fist takes place? Uh, um, within the a period of time that Luke was arrested. Yeah, because like, Luke was yeah, incarcerated. Yeah, because because um, Claire got that letter. Yeah, Claire got the letter and also was like, "Do you know anyone who could help?" Yes, but he's not. But he's not available right now. Yeah, yeah. No, we're talking about the relationship status. Yeah, yeah. talking about available. Yeah, yeah, and it was totally talking about Luke, who was still yeah. in jail. Also, That's why I was curious of how long, because at the end of Luke, 
they had the proof that he was innocent. Yeah. So why is he still locked up? Because he broke out he of ran, prison. Because he, he still broke out of prison. Yeah, no amount of proof is yeah. good. Yeah. Um, no amount of fugitive. It's kind of nice. It's unlike the end of Iron Fist where, like, in, in light of all of the proof that was given... Right. The DEA, and, and because you're giving a half billion dollars to the well, DEA. Yeah. Rich guy uh, factor. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we, they decided to drop all charges, including the fact that you kicked a bunch of the asses of DEA agents. Right. <laughs> and it, even though that was, like, irrefutable, they assaulted agent, the government agents. Should have gone to jail. So most stories that I have seen or watched or read, whatever you want to call it, where somebody was falsely accused, went to jail, escaped, and proved their innocence, the judge throws out the original the escape mm-hmm. because they weren't supposed to be locked up to begin with. Yeah, right? but that's actually not due process at all. However, uh, I'm sorry, but you, you really yeah. It, it, at the same token, you, yeah, it sucks, but you still broke out of jail. Yeah, but by the same token, uh, the. In the original one, of course, Luke was being illegally experimented on, so there there was that. Yeah. yeah, but who's privy to that? Right. Another, But other cues that would show that it was at least a few months is in Luke Cage, it is decidedly winter. Oh, fall, I would say more. Fall cold. Yeah, and it was early spring. Um, yeah, at least early okay. spring in, you know... Because Danny's able to sleep out in the in the so, park. Right, right. I'm wondering if uh, Luke's going to break out again by the defenders, or if Matt's getting him out. I'm, I'm assuming Murdoch's going to come to yeah. rescue because they do the whole mm-hmm. bit about, oh, I know a lawyer. I know um, yeah. Uh, no, probably not. Um, well, actually, Matt Murdoch might break it, might lawyer him out, but not be like, oh, by the way, I am Daredevil. Um, apparently. Um, to to I, I feel like we've talked a lot about Iron Fist. We're gonna talk a little bit about the teaser trailer for the Defenders. Um, yeah. Which yes was only sixteen seconds long and was just four of them standing in an elevator. Hey, teasers um, in the title, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. According to according to multiple according to multiple uh, videos that that claim sources told them this. So yeah. third hand uh, info, the elevator scene is going to be an actual, like, elevator scene's actually going to be an actual scene in Defenders, mm-hmm. and it will be actually where the fir- where the four of them meet for the first time. Hmm. Ah. Awkwardly in an elevator. <laughs> that yeah, sounds like that be Where they might know about each other, but this yeah. is going to be the first time where they actually and meet. Well, and, like, Durgabu's Dur- got that black mask on instead yeah. of his normal yeah. suit. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing is Daredevil is not a no, you know no one knows who Daredevil is yeah I want to go on record as saying the original Black Mask before he gets the full Daredevil suit is better it's way better than way the full better. Daredevil suit yeah I have never seen the full Daredevil suit actually look any good it, in well, live person it's very hard to do it yes and it's very hard to do it in live act the comics it can look good yeah but, yeah. I, yeah, see, but that's because you can make the eyes look kind of glowy and yeah. yeah the vigilante thing the black mask the simplicity it's just awesome yeah right and you know once upon a time they did a daredevil yellow uh no in black oh, uh, on TV <laughs> yeah. yellow suit's hilarious the Incredible Hulk. it is yeah uh, and it was Daredevil and Thor both have shown up in the home in the yeah in the, in huh. the Bixby series when they were jumping sharks. Um, Trial of the Incredible Hulk was one thing, but yeah, the Hulk and Thor 
Yeah. That was bad. Speaking <laughs> of Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, speaking of teaser trailers. Oh my yeah. god. Man, that, tra- that, trailers, that yeah. teaser just dropped, what, today? Yesterday? Yeah. I know him from work! We're friends! <laughs> I know him. I know this man! We're friends from work! Yeah. Which, that, that teaser has me wondering, because at the end of Doctor Strange, we see Thor and Strange talking about helping find Loki. Uh, no, how Thor and Loki are trying to find his dad. Trying to find Odin. Odin. Yeah. yeah. And I've seen production photos where Thor with still long hair is in civilian clothing mm-hmm. with Loki and they're looking for Odin. So that must be like early in the movie. Either that yeah. or his hair is magic and grows out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kind of like Wolverines. Yeah. Also, um, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> just, I, I mean, um, you know, well, because, you know, um, it's just... I, Are you, you gold blooming right yeah, now? Yeah, I'm trying to gold bloom. I'm not, I'm not very good at gold blooming, I'll be honest. But I love the fact they cast gold bloom. Just, I love seeing gold bloom in pretty much anything because he's not a good actor. <laughs> he well, always he gold just, blooms. He just gold bloom. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if they cast him right... Then this could be a lot. Then he could be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think this role will be perfect. This for him. this yeah. Thor movie looks like they're trying to go the slightly. Oddly enough, they're trying. It looks like they're trying to go more the Guardians of the Galaxy route, with a little with a lot more comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In you know yes, oh, intermixed with <laughs> intermixed with horrible dark, you know, Even, Mjolnir yeah, is destroyed and right. the enchant yeah, and mixing. the sorceress has apparently just dest- uh, destroyed Asgard. That was hella. Huh? That was Hella. It was Hella. Oh, it was Hella? Okay. Yeah. Okay, I, I thought it was Sorceress. I think that was actually a vision. Okay. Or destroying Asgard. That's what they were trying to prevent. Okay. Uh, I thought it was I thought it was Sorceress. Or the Enchantress. Yeah, Enchantress, Enchantress yeah. is blonde. You have a thumbtack in your shoe, Mike. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think... I think the destruction Sorry. of Asgard is a vision or a dream, and they're basically no. combining the Ragnarok storyline with Planet Hulk. Yeah, because we see the Collector. Sorry, I know that was kind of weird to put. I don't remember seeing the Collector. Or just no, like the, the with the stripe. That was Goldblum. Yeah, Goldblum. Yeah, he's uh, a. I keep wanting to call him the Game Master, but that's not right. No, um, uh, I think you're right. Uh, we one of the not the Collector. Um, it is the Game Master. I don't know. It's a title similar to. But yeah, they're definitely mixing. Yeah. They're they're definitely mixing the Ragnarok storyline and, and Planet Hulk. Yeah, which is the fun. Is, he's like the collector is is among that same group. To the internet. To the internet. How long have we been talking? Space bro road trip. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, I always uh, and Loki was right there next to Goldblum. Josh videotapes his affair. Uh, um, okay. I gotta say, um, <laughs> Grandmaster. My, Grandmaster, yes. my my brother uh, Kent said this about Guardians of the Galaxy, and I think he's absolutely correct. Um, and I would, and I'm totally down with them making more movies in this vein. Guardians of the Galaxy was the dude where's my car of the uh, of, of of comic book movies. I, I hate that analogy because I hate Dude, Where's My Car? Yeah. I, I, I thought it was a terrible movie that was completely unfunny. It, it was a stoner comedy. Um, I don't really see Guardians as that ilk, honestly. No. I, I've got to disagree on this one. I don't view that as a stoner well, comedy style at all. Yeah. Uh, 
Guardians of the Galaxy was more like dudes in space. It was more like the Bill and Ted of the Marvel okay, movies. I can see that kind of. <laughs> you know? Honestly, I don't. I don't want to compare Guardians to anything. It, it to me, yeah, it felt it's, like it's it's a new type of movie. Yeah. And there's some parallels, but it doesn't really yeah. fit into a to a genre per se. It's a space movie. It really yeah. is really what it is. But it's a space comedy. Yeah, yeah, kind of. It was a comedy comic book movie, and yeah. we only had like two of those. Yeah, that yeah. Ant Man basically. Ooh. Which that, was a that heist. What you say? Yeah. Ant Man. Oh, okay. It was a heist comedy. You're right. We've had. Comedy. I'm sorry. We've had three. What was yeah. the third one then? Because we've had well, we've had Ant Man, we've had Guardians, and El, uh, oh, Deadpool. Daredevil or Deadpool, Deadpool. Like, <laughs> yeah. Daredevil Pool Man, Daredevil Pool guy, Captain Deadpool, <laughs> Daredevil. Yeah. Sorry, or Deadpool. Well, see, Deadpool is so unique that I, when I think comic movie, I don't even Deadpool doesn't even occur to me because it's so like removed from the typical comic movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. actually, it is, but it is a Marvel. Ish. Well, it is a Marvel property, but it, it is... It doesn't fall under the Marvel movies. Right. Yeah, it's not part of the Marvel MCU. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which is funny, it, since it puts it closer to Logan, which is a completely different movie. Right. But I digress. But it's, yeah, it's, I mean... But I think, yeah, Iron Fist suffers from being a... Being a... Um, trying to do too many things at once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it, it is a it is an above average show that is sharing screen and basically headspace yeah. with a group of amazing shows. Yeah, and I think that's where it suffers is is that it was trying too hard to live up to its its uh, its alumni, its fellow alumni. Yep. In that. It's and like a kid wearing his dad's suit. Yeah, like. Mm-hmm. It clearly doesn't fit, but gosh darn it, he's trying. <laughs> and he looks cute, you know. <laughs> they, were, they were taking Law and Order, Kung Fu, The Legend Continues, and Arrow. And <laughs> yeah. To one show. Yeah. 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 Very ill-advised. I, 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 I would like to think of it as the local opening act opening for, like, you know, insert insert important band. Yeah, it's right. like... That, door, yeah. that just happens to have... That, that ha- instead of ha- being touring with... An opening act is just like, you know, holding open auditions for who wants to be our opening act. Yeah. <laughs> the passable so, local opening yeah. act. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. like, yeah, it's it's like... Because yeah. Finn Jones, I mean, he... He had That's the ability. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had the ability, but I don't think he was given the, 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 the room to stretch. Yeah, he's suffering the same thing Hayden Christensen did in Star Wars. Uh, uh, that he's a bad actor, it's... Mm-hmm. What he was given was not as good as what. He <laughs> and I and I get I do not get the sense that Finn did the same level or absorbed the same level of research that we saw from a lot of other Marvel actors. I think with the way that they wrote Iron Fist, it wouldn't have helped him any. Yeah, true. It's true. I, I think they changed the character a lot. Hard to put your finger on that. I, yeah, because yeah. it's hard to say. Is it the writers? Who didn't do their homework, or the actor who? I mean, he could have read a shitload of comics, and then showed up, and was like, "All right, well, here's your stuff." And he's like, "What? None yeah, of this, this has is, anything to do yeah, with what I read." Yeah. Like, like <laughs> Halle Berry with her Catwoman movie. If she had gone home and read all about Selena Kyle, woman, she went, still wouldn't have been able. She that movie still would have been horrible. It wouldn't have saved that movie any because that's yeah. not who the character that they were doing. But it's a good exactly. Movie. 
Yeah, and I think like I said somewhere in there, someone did not. Yes, you know, there was definitely a there was definitely a lack of understanding or appreciation of source material, and I moved, which is why I sound different on the on the mic now. No, yeah. no, it's because you're in a different interdimensional space. We see you shimmering there. Come <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. you know, I wasn't going to let it on, but I'm actually a 12-dimensional being. So. A monk did it. <laughs> a monk did it. A dragon did it. Yeah, there you go. Is, if anyone has seen enough of Game of Thrones, they know that Finn can act. Yeah. And he could fight. Who was he in, in Game of Thrones? Sir Loras, Knight of the Roses. Oh. Oh. Loras Tyrell. Okay, cool. Yeah. The, the 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 one who who uh, who has an unfortunate I- interaction with with melons um, or grapes perhaps on okay. a mountain. I have no idea. I do not remember. That's over in. Hmm? Yeah, you're thinking of I'm the thinking other one. Yeah, you're thinking of the viper. Er- early, okay. the show's been out long enough. Early in the show, he had the really fancy armor and gave Sansa the rose. Okay, I was thinking the yeah, guy who got favorite guys more. Yeah, well, I I, I knew we were like talking about the gay guy. <laughs> you're putting your own. You're, yeah. you're underselling it. I knew we were talking about the gay guy, but I could have sworn that he was the one who also got his head crushed by the mountain. Viper is just a pansexual badass. Okay. Yeah, that's Oberyn. Uh, yeah, it's Oberyn. Martell. Martell. Okay, yeah, completely okay. different family. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've watched Game of Thrones. Martell, not Tyler. Yeah. I got different bored with it. I have never watched Game of Thrones. So it's yeah. it's not bad. Yeah. I got bored with it. It's really good. Anyway, um. But yeah, and I think though, the, I mean, its strong points, you know, the fighting was okay. It was better than a lot of, than I've seen a lot yeah. of. Which one? The premise is Kung Fu Master. Yeah, you do better. They had, yeah. they had a couple <laughs> really good, really badass fight scenes. I really liked the fight scene with the weapons master in the Grand Challenge. Yes. And yeah. the fight with the drunken master was just fucking great. That's got to yeah. be the best in the show. Yeah, and and I think even there we start to see Danny. You know, evolve a little because he starts to realize it's the you know it's the alcohol I have to you know break the flasks, <laughs> you know, and that you know, uh, but also in that he he kind of although a lot of the reason the fight with the drunken master was so good because was because the guy kept, who was playing the drunken master was really was good. That oh good. so yeah. damn good so physical like yeah I hope we see him in other stuff it's like yeah. one of those dance contest shows where you have a really good expert that just totally carries the other person who's learning yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. dancing <laughs> with the stars and fighting with a kung fu master yeah um, okay. but yeah Madame Gal like I said everything down to the way she moves the way she walks you know that that kind of rolling gait she has that yeah. you know you're just like what's going on with her? Or she has the where she, the way she uses her cane, it's not actually helping her at all. Mm-mm. She's hiding a bazooka under her clothes. Yeah, you know, he is a bazooka. <laughs> well, because like how far out in front of her she puts her cane? Yeah, like mm-hmm. she must have like just. The forearms of a god on her right arm. <laughs> because that cane, oh, well, also it's made out of bamboo and doesn't bend at all. So, like, she's not putting any weight on it. Well, and we'll, we'll find out later. It's got to sort it. Yeah, find out later on why it doesn't bend at all, ever. <laughs> <laughs> you know? We're in spoiler territory. We can just say it's got a fucking sword in it. Yeah. Right. And she you know, uses it to kill is, a dude. The thing is, is that she, yeah, she uses it to kill the dude who actually is the only one. Who succeeds in doing something that gets Danny Rand, you know, because Danny Rand comes back to the scene of the crime. Yeah. You know, 
It's like, he got away. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, you die now. Yeah, but he comes Such back. Such a waste. Yeah. Madam Gao needs to read the evil overlord list. Right. <laughs> well, at least she didn't kill a random underling. No, yeah, that's true. She killed the specific person for his failure. Yeah, yeah. but even even in that, he did fail. And he's going up against the fucking Iron Fist. What do you expect? Conservation, is she not, um, does she not understand the concept of conservation of Kung Fu? Obviously not. You know? Because all the Kung Fu is in two places. Her and Danny Rand. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Every other thug on the show is going to get his ass kicked. Except for the Drunken Master. But you see that a lot, though, in comics, or not, not even just comics, but but just as an example, any almost anything with Batman, the main villain who knows how good Batman is, mm-hmm. you, five thugs I just hired yesterday, go take him out. Right. How can you not beat him? He's one guy. <laughs> it's a stupid no, trope. he's the Batman. Have you, not lear- have you not lived in Gotham ever? How can you not beat him? He's the Batman, and you're... Wait, what were your names again? <laughs> yeah, you don't even have last names. It's, yeah, well, it's, it's like that scene in uh, Austin Powers. Look at you. Yeah. You don't even, name, you don't even have a name tag. <laughs> you know how many anonymous henchmen I've killed in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he Australian now? I'm sorry I can't do a good Michael Caine. You know how many, yeah, do you know how Because that was Michael Caine. It wasn't, it wasn't anonymous, yeah. anonymous Austin henchmen. Powers. Anonymous henchmen like you I've killed in my career. Michael Caine. Oh, Michael Caine. Yeah. All you have to say is try. All you have to do is try to have a British accent and say Michael Caine, and you can say Michael Caine's name like he says it. Yes. <laughs> With that slight Cockney thing going yeah. on too, but yeah, and and yeah, they, you know, they that is that is a common trope. Let's you know, <laughs> it's it's like you know, evil over rule number one hundred and five. This is you know, this yeah. is why, this is why. Um, Smart people know that there's no. At least, at least when uh, Meacham uh, sent the security guns, he didn't know he was this mystical Iron Fist person. Yeah. Yeah, and he didn't kill them. <laughs> you know, but I just beat the crap out of him. How did you lose? He's a homeless man. He's a kick-ass homeless man, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no doubt. But um, that that actually does remind me. Sorry, I, I need to share just this, just because it's one of my favorite lines in any uh, comic book movie ever from uh, The Dark Knight. So let me get this straight. <laughs> you think that your client, the city's richest man, is secretly a masked vigilante who goes around at night beating, beating uh, criminals to a bloody pulp with his bare hands, and your plan is to blackmail this person? <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. Like, when you well, say it out loud, yeah. this isn't like the best idea. Yeah, when you put it into any kind of perspective, you know. I love how he just has that frown that has nothing to say. And, well, and the thing is, is that <laughs> and then saves, or Bruce saves him later. Yeah, well, because, and, because Bruce is a good man. Yeah. Well, and, and, the, and, the, and the best. Ow, I keep biting my tongue. The best thing, about, yeah, best thing about all of that. Is that it's done in Morgan Freeman's voice? Yes. Oh yeah, <laughs> so much better since it's Morgan Freeman. I, I will, I, I'm sorry. I will try to do uh, to do Goldblum or uh, or Michael Caine. I, I won't even try. No, you, you die. If you I try can't to do Morgan Freeman. Freeman. My voice can go that low, but there is a guy on YouTube who mm-hmm. convince you that he is Morgan Freeman. I sure love titty sprinkles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like to bathe in. He did sprinkle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And your plan is to, to anyone who plan is to blackmail this man. Anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, just 
Google search Morgan Freeman titty sprinkles. Go to YouTube and search <laughs> well, Morgan, Morgan Freeman titty well, sprinkles. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, even if you Google it, it still comes up the YouTube search first. As long as you have safe, as long as, long as you have uh, moderate safe search on, yeah, <laughs> you will not be disappointed. It's hilarious. Oh yeah. Uh, but although yeah, at one point also Morgan Freeman read that. Yes. <laughs> because it got such to be such a meme, and, but he he lost it when he got to titty sprinkles. <laughs> Memeception. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um. But yeah, I I. Uh, Iron Fist was good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and we, we, we spent like an hour ripping on it, but it was not bad. I can take the best of what Marvel has done and still tear it apart. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know the only one that I really have not found deep flaw with is Luke Cage. Luke Cage was. <laughs> uh, I, I would say there's, I, I there's actually, a significant flaw. There are a few show. things I dislike about Luke one Cage. One big flaw to me: if Cottonmouth was smart enough to do it to get to where he was, why was he so dumb throughout that entire series? Well, my big thing is... Because he wasn't going up against Luke fucking Cage. Yeah, my big thing <laughs> is Diamondback came out of nowhere in the last four episodes. Yeah, that shift was really jarring. That was that was it, bullshit. Yeah, yeah, it was not great. He was, well, and the thing is, is he was like this big, big, big thing behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. You know, and then suddenly he shows up, you know, and... It made sense to me that he showed up because mm -hmm. Cottonmouth consistently failed. Well, sure. And Shane warned him, he's going to come take this from you. It's not so much the logical consistency, it's the fact that it just didn't, it wasn't executed well. Yeah, no, it just the, didn't the, the, fit the, well. appear, the sudden appearance of Diamondback was problematic in Luke Cage. Yeah. yeah. But see, Diamondback was, again, was, was this behind the scenes, you know, power all this time. Yeah. And I think the reason he was dumb where Luke Cage was concerned. It was me, well, Austin. Was because he was done where Luke Cage specifically was concerned. Yeah, the personal stuff. It, yeah, it got personal and, and you let it get emotional, which is the same problem that Cottonmouth had. Because Cottonmouth was actually smart up to a point. You know, he was prideful. Was the problem with Cottonmouth? He was prideful. Yeah. But remember when his when uh you know when his henchman came back from shooting up uh you know Pops's place and it turns out he killed Pops. He flings that son of a bitch off the roof, and rightfully so, because he knew he'd done fucked up. <laughs> his problem was, you know, pride. Because another one of his henchmen says, you know, I've been I've been reading somebody who's much smarter than any of us. <laughs> and he says, Let, you know, benevolent, was it benevolent negligence? And Cottonmouth shoots his ass. Yeah, you're not allowed to have a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty dumb. Yeah. And the whole reason for all of that was because, you know, it was outside of you know, it was it was Cottonmouth's pride. And I think I think he was consistent in that. And yeah. It was his pride that got him killed later on. <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Um, final thoughts, gentlemen. Uh, Iron Fist. Definitely worth watching. Worth a watch. Just um, don't compare it to the other stuff that's ahead. Yeah, there were a yeah. couple times during it. I I did get through it. Um, there were a couple times in a few episodes, where, especially after I'd been marathoning for a while, because um, I I pretty much watched Iron Fist in about four sittings. Mm -hmm. um, but there were a few times where I had to turn it off because someone was being stupid. <laughs> Usually Danny Rand, right? Danny, or Ward, or Harold, 
mm-hmm. we're doing a thing where it's like where even with even with with Danny I there were too many times where I had to turn the, turn the show off for a while because no you have demonstrated previously that you know better why are you no that's kind of a stop it that's kind of an unspoken stigma about Netflix shows that cuz the typically a Netflix show comes out people binge it it used to be when a new show would come out, you'd have to watch it week to week. Yeah. Uh, when I rewatch shows that I used to watch week to week, like Smallville, I can't watch too much of it at once because there are episodes where consistently Clark is an idiot. Same <laughs> with Supernatural. Yeah. Sam and Dean are idiots a lot of times. So you think it's a ghost? And when you get a no, <laughs> it's not a ghost. When you get a week in between, it's like okay, they're being stupid again. Whatever. But when you're watching like four or five episodes of it in a row, you're like, "God damn, guys, knock it off!" Yeah, yeah, stop the stupid. Yeah. Guys, I, I just saw you be smart two episodes back. You just yeah. agreed, no more secrets. Hey, I'm gonna keep this from my brother. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no it's... more deals with devils. Hey, I want to make a deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Crowley. Uh, I, I need. I need a pop. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. okay. My can you thought... get me a? Uh, can you get me a Fitz's soda? <laughs> Um, Sell my soul. <laughs> sure. My final thought on Iron Fist, you do need to see it, because it does tie up a lot of things together. Yeah, it does. Um, and it is intricate on a lot of levels. Mm-hmm. And I think it's... And, and at the very least, I have I have high hopes for, for Defenders, actually, because I am looking forward to seeing how... Actually, really, all of the actors, even... Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? The guy who played Danny. Finn Jones? Yeah. Sure, whatever. <laughs> um, all of them are good actors, uh, and you've seen them carry solo. Mm-hmm. I am interested to see how they will interact as a, uh, you know, where they have to share their spotlights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it could be either it could be really good or it could flop. Right, well, two of them are used to it already. Yeah, Jessica and Luke have already had to right. share screen time. And you know, even in that little elevator scene, oddly enough, even in that little elevator scene, we do get to see a, some of the chemistry between the four characters. Yeah, everyone's standing awkwardly. <laughs> well, no, Jessica noses the camera and smashes like, it. Like, oh shit, camera. Yeah, <laughs> and and Danny's like, "What are you doing?" Oh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's it, but still there. It, there's still that there, there's still that chemistry between them. Yeah, I think Defenders will be good. I think so too. Uh, yeah. Like I said before, Iron Fist is like the Hulk for this. Yeah. We got his story, so we know who he is. Yeah. And then he'll be better in Defenders. Iron Fist definitely needs to be seen for the purpose of it, at least of having you prep for Defenders. Yeah. Um, plus, you know, it's only 13 hours of your life. <laughs> Again, it's, uh, it's an intricate storyline. Well, not even 13 hours. They're each hour, yeah. each episode's about 40 minutes. Yeah, so it's like so. 12 hours, I guess, or no? Well, uh, six hours. A second. Um, so <laughs> oh, that's one. Every two, three episodes. Yeah. Is two hours. Or yeah. Every three hours? episodes is two hours. So, so three quarters of twelve four, hours. Eight hours. Four and a half. Four and a half. You said there's thirteen episodes. Yeah. Each one's 40-some-odd 40, 40 minutes, or three-quarters well, of an hour long? 40, four, um, four hours, 40 minutes. They do vary a bit. A bit. Somewhere in there. 
Yeah. But yeah, it's not long. Yeah, it's not it's it's not too bad. Hey, you could knock it out in a day if you had nothing else to do. Yeah. yeah. I knocked out five episodes today because I needed to do homework. <laughs> Admittedly I don't work on Mondays, but still I needed to be able to actually talk intelligently about a show that I'd only half seen. <laughs> And I didn't want to just sit around and not have anything to say like I did that one episode. Right. So I think the, the critics are probably a little too harsh on it, but a lot of the criticism is well-earned, and it's a good show that's worth watching, and please watch it before Defenders, and that is all. Yeah, the, uh, the critics are, the, don't the, know the source material. The critics are, be, are, are, are being stupid about it. The fans are being, are, are being unfairly critical of it. Because they're also comparing it. Yeah, so many, because... Even even like movie, but movie Bob is the person I'm talking about. I really like his stuff. Um, hey, movie Bob, I'm sure you'd listen to this podcast because everybody listens. Because everybody listens to our podcast. Because I rule the world, and everyone must listen to the to every episode of the podcast, <laughs> or at least you know that, that's the grand plan. <laughs> It'll happen at point, some point in the future. So start now, otherwise yeah. you'll be way behind. Exactly, uh, especially by the time that uh, especially by, by the by the time I actually take over the world. Um, I've got a couple mice working on it at the moment. Yeah, movie Bob, uh, is the way he does his reviews, it's weird for me. When he just absolutely tears a movie apart, mm -hmm. I probably won't like it. If he just says, it's a bad movie, I'll probably like it. And then when he really likes a movie, it is a really good movie. Okay. <laughs> movie Bob's opinion of Iron Fist is that it is an unqualified disaster. I think he's being way too harsh on it. Um, I think the problem is... He, like everyone else, cannot look at it in a vacuum. Yeah. Which is, you know, I mean... I don't know if you can really not, do it, that. It wasn't produced in a vacuum either. Yeah. yeah. You, can't, you can't not look at it in a vacuum. You can't look at it in a vacuum. But if you try to force yourself to examine it in a vacuum, the things that seem like glaring flaws are more like... Are, are really more irritations than... Yeah. And like yeah. then the end of the world. Yeah, distractions, not. Yeah, yeah. Because plenty of movies have plenty of mistakes, but I mean, if we mm -hmm. wanted to pick apart John Wick, we could. Yes, we could. If we wanted to compare it to other actors. There are a number of there are a number of things that I could complain about in John Wick. It's still one of my favorite action movies. Exactly. Yeah. I'll say this: John Wick knew what it was and was very focused. Yes. Yes. You cannot say the same about Iron Fist. That's, That's true. true. Yeah. It's like my walls. They don't know what they want to be. That's okay. They just want to be walls, man. Well, they, they want to have more Brody, posters Ruby on Weaboo? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> yeah. And I've got a couple uh, Lord of the Rings posters I'm going to put on that wall, but uh, I can't find frames to fit them because they are stupidly sized. <laughs> ah! Hobby Lobby does custom size frames. Yeah, you know how fucking expensive those are? Okay. <laughs> They're about a hundred dollars a frame. I need six. <sighs> I ain't got six hundred dollars to drop on post on, on poster frames for the Hobbit. I'm sorry, I come from an era when you know, posters came in magazines and you just used tape and thumbtacks. Well, I did that all through college, but now I want things to last a little longer. Yeah, I want to get frames for all my posters. Some of them already do. 
But all of mine are like standard size posters. But yeah, anyhow, um, Luke Iron Cage, uh, Iron Cage, <laughs> Iron Cage, <laughs> Iron Cage, Luke Fist, Double Luke Iron Jones. Go <laughs> <laughs> see it. That's what Colleen Wing fights in. Right? Yes. <laughs> Iron Cage. Go uh, see it. This has been Geek Fanthology with Neil, the one true Ben, Mike, Wookie. Yeah, and and. I, I can't, at least I can't not end an episode without putting my foot in my mouth at least once. <laughs> See you next week, everyone. <laughs> this podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It was brought to you by the letter A and the number 11. Opening theme is Ultra Mega Hyperstorm, and ending theme is March of the Mind, both by Kevin MacLeod. Interstitial is Chanter, also by Kevin MacLeod. If you enjoyed this podcast, or know someone who would, please consider sharing it on your social media, sending us an email, or leaving us a comment. We read all of them. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us either by donating at our website, or on Patreon at patreon.com slash working theory. A final thought. We hope to be of more importance to you next week.